The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by Eno, the Capital One Assistant. What's in your wallet? I meant to ask you this because I didn't have you on one of those Thursdays. Adnan Burke Thursday, so it felt good because you missed a week of it. Mm-hmm. You're back, holiday, that kind of stuff. Are you here next Thursday? Yeah, my final Thursday with Rosillo will be next Thursday. Because okay. right. that's right, because we had a fear last week because I was up. You're like, oh, my God, no more Adnan Thursdays. But this is the penultimate version, and then I'm back next Thursday. Perfect. All right, so good stuff. Because I know you have some platoon William Defoe that you want to get in. <laughs> and I don't know, with, with Teddy Bruschi and Steve Young this hour, it may be tough. But maybe we could do it at the back end. Sure, back, back end, end just so give me 30 stay, seconds. Yeah. Right, no, I want more than 30 seconds. If I okay. stay on point with the clock here, which <laughs> with you and I, it tend, to, it tend to leak a little bit here or there. Yeah. But I, I think we can do this. The Rosillo Show. Again, uh, adding in here today on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Comparing rates to help you save. Now, that's Progressive. Call or click today and find out how much Progressive could save you. Aaron Rodgers is back, folks. Now, he says everybody, and we didn't drop a relax on us, mm. but people are really, like, I'll admit, when I kept reading about the story, or let me let me put it this way. When I was hearing people talk about the Aaron Rodgers story, it's like, oh, Packers, they're back in. They'll be back right back in this thing. And you go, huh, well, he is awesome. Uh, he's right. saying everybody hold off. I'm just going to bring you the energy and enthusiasm uh, that I always do to practice. Um, obviously, I think there's an expectation of the the way I play on Sunday and how I'm going to play. I enjoy those expectations. I enjoy uh, meeting those or exceeding those. Um, that's what it means to be a leader in this locker room and, and the quarterback of this team is, is going out and performing and doing your job. Hopefully it gives a lift to some of the guys. But... Uh, but I'm not coming back to, to save this team. I'm coming back to to uh, play quarterback the way I know how to play it, and and hopefully we all raise the level of our play collectively and find a way to win these three games. Right now, Adnan, the Packers are the ninth team in the NFC. They're seven and six, which I think they deserve a ton of credit for, and Mike McCarthy even being there right now. Mm-hmm. But when they get ready to go on this three game stretch to close the season. It seems really difficult to project them even getting into the playoffs if they were to win this tough schedule. Honestly, I think people are underestimating just how tough the challenge is. Because even if you win out, according to our metrics, you have an 89% chance for the Packers to make the playoffs. And that's with no margin for error, winning three straight games against the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Lions. Like, the easiest game is Detroit on paper, and that team is still ahead of you in the standings. Now, I get the fact And it's at their place, too, isn't it? Right. At Ford Field. So I get the fact, hey... Rodgers is unbelievable. Yes, probably him and Brady are the two guys that you put me them in a lineup. They change everything. Absolutely. He, he can rise the entire tide. But I think you're underestimating just how talented those teams out there facing, how loaded the NFC is. And I'd be astounded if the Packers run the table and make the playoffs. I just don't see it happening. After eight weeks off from a broken clavicle, Rodgers is not a magician. He can't just show up and all of a sudden will this team into the playoffs. It ain't going to happen. So they win three in a row. Let's give them, let's say that happens. Sure. And I'm with you. That is to just pencil in three W's because Rodgers is back with a, with a defense that's average, mm-hmm. uh, with an offense that, you know, it, it feels like he figures this whole thing out no matter who's around him. So make them 10 and six. That would still put them at nine and four in the conference. And depending on how the Seattle thing goes, like Seattle could still drop a game to the Rams here. The Seahawks are currently on the outside looking in, Ryan. i got a tough time feeling the Seahawks are not going to make the playoffs. And currently, they're behind Atlanta. So, wait, you have the Seahawks in? Yeah. I feel like they're a good team. I feel like, okay, a couple of missteps, a little inconsistency. At one point, Russell Wilson, MVP. That's because you saw them blast your Eagles. 
Maybe that I, I just think they play to the level of competition sometimes, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, they do. They right. do. I, I feel like I've done this segment a million times this season already. I don't want to quit them. I have the hardest time getting over the Seahawks. Yes. I always keep them alive in my head because right. they're good. I don't think contender. I think playoff team, though. Yeah, but there's just very few teams that could have done what they did to the Eagles. Yeah. So when they show me this really good version of them, I go, oh, wait a minute. They still have that. They still have that. And they go, okay, there's nobody in the secondary. And Russ runs around like a crazy person the whole time. But I had, at one point, I thought Wilson should have been MVP. And I think because Brady was so bad in his Monday night game against Miami that Russ is right back in the MVP conversation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Atlanta's the six seed at eight and five. Seattle's the. The the seventh right now eight and five they both have better conference records Detroit has a better conference record they have the tiebreaker over the Packers you still have Dallas who's at seven and six I'm with you I think the math on this is really really hard and it's ignoring not just their own schedule to close that there's a lot of good teams in the NFC yeah I think it gets too convenient to just go Rogers is a stud I'm like yeah he also doesn't walk on water like I, I got it he's awesome and he might come back and be unbelievable what if he just comes back and he's mortal which is understandable he's been gone for two months. Like I, I just think it's really unreasonable to just pencil it in as if it's going to happen. Rob Domofsky, ESPN.com, Packers reporter. Once they got to work today, I think there was a palpable feeling in the practice place, the Hudson Center across the street. There was a buzz. There was an excitement. You know, Jordy Nelson said that he was surprised that Rodgers was cleared because it took so long on Tuesday for the word to come down. But he got a text message that Rodgers was back, and, and you could see Jordy's eyes were lighting up today because, look, they have a connection that very few quarterbacks and receivers have, and Nelson, Randall Cobb, those guys have their guy back, and I think there's a genuine feeling. Brett Hundley kept them in this thing, and now Aaron Rodgers is going to take them the rest of the way. With Adnan Burke, the Rosillo Show ESPN Radio, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Drive Sober or Get Pulled Over. Where are you then with your Eagles being the one seed right now at 11-2? and two? Mm-hmm. No Wentz, it's Foles. Who do you think is the best team in the NFC? I think it's the Vikings now. Because of a great defense, and Gase Keenum's been good. Like it's, it's, That's why I snicker as I say, because like, hang on a second, they can't actually be the best in the NFC, but like any time people scoff at the Vikings, there they are. And, and the Saints, I don't feel, are much further behind either because of their improved defense, their running game, and Breeze is still solid. He's just not putting up video game numbers anymore. Philly without Foles is now a number three team in the NFC. Right? Minnesota, every week of the season, I go, oh, I'm not putting them in the top five. Come right. on. You know, Misleading like tennis team. Come on. You know, yeah, the defense is all right, but come on. Right. And I still, even though I should, and consider, like, if we did Minnesota and we were doing them as a college football team for the playoff, <laughs> yeah, you'd outside be going, looking in, yeah. no, but you, would, but you would say, look at the resume. Right. Look at some of the wins. You know, they, they put it on the Rams, man. And that was after the Rams beat the Saints or right before it. So the Rams beat the Saints. I'm going to go Saints and I'm going to go with the deal of I trust their quarterback in a big spot more than I trust Goff or Keenum, which I don't think is crazy to say. And they've got Kamara, like a good running game now. Like he's, he's got balance. It's more than in the past. It was just Breeze. Now there's more than just Breeze. And you're right. He's still really good. So you would go Saints, then. Vikings, Rams. Yeah, probably so, yeah. probably Vikings, Rams at that point. But, for, yeah. you know, New Orleans went out there and the Rams handled them. Minnesota put it on the Rams. So if we were doing head-to-head and all that kind of stuff, you'd probably think of Minnesota the best. I, I'm just yeah. going to reset it in the playoffs, go with the quarterback I trust, and then we'll see who plays that where in the home field. And I love the NFC more. The AFC, I just feel like it's either Steelers or Pats. Jacksonville still has a mathematical chance at the number one seed in Which the AFC. Which is crazy. Like, I love their defense. They're awesome. Good running game, obviously, Fournette. 
Bortles is okay. Obviously, he's, he's the weak no, link. No, you would say he's not okay if, yeah, if they he's the weak playing link. great defensively. Correct. He's the weak link. But if Jacksonville, even if Jacksonville got a bye to me, that's shocking, considering how bad they've been over the years. But the NFC to me is interesting because, of, like you said, that's a four-horse race. We have Teddy Bruschi this hour and also the Hall of Famer Steve Young. I want to get his thoughts on the best young QBs because a lot of people have been doing this. and We kind of did it, and I heard uh, Golik and Wingo talking about it too, like some of the younger quarterbacks that you thought maybe were going to break through that have regressed a bit. So we'll talk QBs with Steve Young with Adnan right here on the Rosillo Show. It's ESPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Teddy Bruschi coming up this hour. Adnan Verk all day today. Adnan Thursdays, always a lot of fun here. Expecting to have Steve Young with us in a second. Talk a little football here on the Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. All of our phone guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil Synthetics taking synthetic motor oil performance to a whole new level. Make the switch to Pennzoil Synthetics today. Anytime, you know, I'm talking hoops, you know how much I love the NBA draft. You, you have a year-to-year thing. You can just, it's the same material where you go, you just hope, that the one guy that is at the top of the draft, or maybe it's a really deep draft like we just had, this past draft is going to end up being incredible from 2017. But you go, can we get that one guy that that changes the fortunes of our franchise? And there's really only probably five of those guys that even play in the league. So whenever you say, oh, there's two or three of those guys in this draft, you're like, no, that's not really the case. Mm -hmm. For football fans, when you don't have a quarterback – it's kind of pointless. It's not that much fun. I mean, unless you have some amazing defense like the Broncos have had at times, and now that's not even good enough to carry their quarterback play. It's really not that worth it. So when you, as an Eagles fan, had the first year with Wentz, probably skepticism about him at the draft. Correct. And then feel however you felt about him. And then going into MVP type of season this year, like what's that been like for you? It goes from, like you said, the draft going, are we really going to buy into this guy? FCS, North Dakota State. Like, I get you were a stud there, but that's like being a triple-A minor league pitcher of the year. Like, let's see you at a different level. So, by the same token, I go, all right, I trust the Eagles staff. Those evaluators know what they're doing, scouts, et cetera. I heard enough people saying, no, he's got talent. Don't just tag him with FCS kid. Like, he's good. We just don't know how good. And you see the first year, and you go, yeah, all right, promise. Expectations are reasonable. Like, he's he's going to be really good. And he had a solid rookie season. To make that kind of a stratospheric jump, though, awesome. Like, you never expect to see good quarterback, tough, make some plays, 
you know, about one-to-one touchdown interception ratio to, oh, my God, Eagles record with passing touchdowns. It's been great to see. Okay, we got the Hall of Famer joining us now. It's Steve Young. What's up, man? I'm here with Adnan. How are you? Good. How are you doing, buddy? Good, good. So when we were talking with, with Adnan just a moment ago, because he's an Eagles fan, it's like to see Wentz develop and then become this guy. Uh, what do you notice, knowing this position as well as anybody, like, what do you look for in some of these young QBs that we have where you feel like, okay, here are signs that I know that this person's going to take the next step? Number one, grit. Do you, can you handle in, in the incredible amount of pressure? And it's not that it's like, not, if I don't play well. Can you handle it in the locker room? Can you handle it from the management? Can you handle it from the media? Can you, you know, be on the, can you be accountable? Can you, can you stand to the continuous onslaught of ex- expectations? No matter, even if you start to play well, then it becomes another hurdle, another hurdle. And it's very unlike college. It's way more gritty <laughs> than college ever would be. And so that's the number one, I think, is do you have that, you know, and I, I and I, to me, I, I think I can see it early on. I mean, I have to say, if I, it's pr- pretty predictive uh, when you see people that just, you know, they kind of, aren't able to handle uh, the rigor uh, as a young player. You, you rarely grow into that. It, you can a little bit, but more than that's the number one thing is just the absolute grit to just stand in there and take it. Okay, so that shows us the toughness, but do you no, see... it's not even toughness. It's more just an emotional toughness. It's a, it's a spiritual toughness. It's like, uh, you know, I can... You know, because there's there's, you have to have talent to do it. We understand that. I, you see a lot of young players, like, he's got talent. But does, number one, does he have the grit? But then, I don't know, uh, you want to go somewhere else. No, that's okay. Actually, I want to stay on grit. Give me your grit rankings, then, of Mariota, Goff, and Winston, in order, grit-wise. Ah, very interesting. Okay, now let's get down to it. Uh, to me, I, you know, it's like you're, you're not sure, because my early read on Goff for grit was low. But... Sometimes it comes out in different ways. It's like it's not obvious, so you have to wait. You have to wait a little bit. I'm going to say that uh, it feels like I'm still undetermined. Lot, to, lot to be, lot to be seen. But this year has helped me a lot. But it's still, it's not just about performance. I don't know. I'm. St- I, I'm. I guess the, to me, for golf, I'm, I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold it. I'm not. I not. I don't have a strong opinion about it right now. But that's probably not good that I don't have a strong opinion about it right now. You know, like I. I, I want. I want a strong. I feel like for for uh, um, for Jameis, I. I feel like I have a strong opinion about it. He's pretty gritty. Now, does he do it in the right way? Does he does he handle it the right all the right time? I just think he can stand in there and take it. You know, as far as just the emotional, ba- you know, pressure. And the other one was what? Was it Wentz? Did you say? I don't... Uh, Mariota, right? Mariota. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that I think that he's answered that question. Yeah, I'm not as much worried about the grit uh, for Mariota. Talking right now with Steve Young on the Rosillo Show. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, Steve, has a ton of grit. He's coming back for the Packers. I think it's incredibly unrealistic to just expect him to step in after being gone for so long with a broken clavicle and for the Packers to run the table against these teams they've got coming up, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Lions. I'd be astounded if they make the playoffs, uh, considering the fact there's no margin for error. How about you? Well, I've been in this situation before. I have to run the table. It's tough to take seven weeks off and come back and play spectacular football. I mean, I remember it, you, it, I always felt like it took a, if you missed a game, it took a half of the next game to get back up to speed completely. And so you missed seven. I mean, you can imagine, do the math. Like it just takes some time. Aaron can do it. He's just you know, he has the ability to overcome some of that rustiness because of the throws he can make. 
if he is healthy enough to get out of the pocket and make big plays and take the risks and he's not going to be reticent about it, um, you know, you, you can't bet against what Aaron Rodgers is able to do. I mean, that's what we've seen before. No one, if it was just somebody that was uh, in the pocket, at, you know, one of these top quarterbacks that's in the pocket all the time, then I say it's going to be super difficult. But the fact that he can create and make up for, um, but then again, is he willing to do that? Is his body ready to do that? Um, there's no question that the odds are very much against them because just pure odds, they have to win it out. But what you're saying is, can they win it out? I think Aaron Rodgers could do that. Also, the Patriots-Steelers could be the game of the weekend. Big Ben has had some huge performances lately, and obviously we've seen Brady right in the thick of the MVP conversation at the age of 40. How do you try to break down this one, Steve? What's going to determine the winner? Man, the Patriots look flat on Monday night. You know, I shouldn't say that. The Dolphins look energized like it was opening day or it was a playoff game. Jay Cutler, I mean, he was on, you know, it was like he was light-footed and he was just running around and, you know, it was the most emotion I've seen out of him in a long time. So I don't know if this, that Monday night was more about the Patriots or more about the Dolphins. I'm afraid it was more about the Patriots because the team that showed up and I saw go on and off the field, and it always helps to be, you know, kind of your eye test right there 10 feet away, was not a team that I was afraid of. Now, what you're afraid of is the coaching excellence. You're afraid of Tom Brady. But other than that, I wasn't, there was nothing else to be afraid. And I use the word afraid, or you use all kinds of words. But it just didn't hit me that. So then now I'm, I have that emotion out of Monday night and say, I, I don't know that the Patriots, if they don't kind of get Gronk back and get some emotion going and get everybody back on track, or the matchup I don't like against Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh just the opposite. I was, I was afraid of their emotion early on in the season. It looked like Big Ben was kind of, I don't know if I have it anymore, five interceptions, I'm not sure. All of a sudden, he's turned it on. I think because of what's happened with Ryan Shazier, which is tragic, the rest of the team has rallied around that. And now, especially after the big win, comeback win in Baltimore, I mean, with Baltimore, I just feel like the, the matchup's not, it's not great for the Patriots right now. Steve, that's awesome, man. Hey, enjoy tonight and enjoy the weekend, all right? Thank you. Okay, take care. That's Steve Young with us. Adnan Burke, the Rosillo Show, reminding you, you can listen all three hours of the show on your phone, on your ESPN app. Also, make sure you subscribe and then unsubscribe and then subscribe again. Yes. To the Rosillo Show podcast because that's how you get the numbers, kids. So that's what you get to do. I know. I'm going to start using that advice. Cinephile. Cinephile, yeah. yeah. Subscribe, then unsubscribe, then subscribe again. Yeah. Juke the stats. Remember in the wire, and they're like, we can't juke the stats. We want real stats. We want real police. And then they were like, yeah, the real stats. Trying to get reelected. <laughs> The Wire overrated, underrated, properly rated. I was trying to explain to somebody last night why The Wire, again, is is the best show. But I I don't know. Call me one of those guys that just, you know, likes Radiohead no matter what sound they make. <laughs> Kid A. Awesome. Yeah. I, are you kidding me? Kid A? Apex. I love, I love Kid A so much. I feel like I saw a tweet the one time you were criticizing The Wire. Just the fifth season, maybe. Like the print stuff. No, I here's here's the deal is that um Simmons did a ringer podcast with uh Coates, the writer there, Coates. Right. Uh Tanahasi Coates, right? I, th- I think I'm I hope I'm not screwing up his first name. And they were going over this every season and he and Coates was saying that season two was the best because it showed that white people were also on the hustle. And I was like, okay, I actually think season two kind of separates the men from the boys because I appreciate the storylines of season two, but I think season two has some of the worst actors of any of the seasons. Mm, that's what it was. And I sneak tip, I like five. I like the media part of it. Yeah, people were critical of people, that. Some people that hate two 
But then there's other people that think one, two, three, four are great, and that five is terrible. Yeah, I think that's the prevailing opinion. Yeah, five isn't terrible because your guy that wrote and directed Spotlight and also wrote the Tom script McCarthy to plays Up, the, yeah, Tom McCarthy plays the, the reporter. sketchy reporter. <laughs> yeah, he's plagiarizing. So that guy's just walking around as an actor, and you're like, actually, I have brilliant ideas up here. Oh, amazing. Character actor, journeyman, stud now as a writer. Yeah, director. can you get him on Spotlight? Or, excuse me, that's Tom not Mc- the name. Yeah, get him on Cinephile. I should. Tom McCarthy. He'd be awesome. All right, done. I may come in studio just to watch you work. No, no, you can ask him some questions. No, no, no. Tom, I'm here with Ron Rosillo. He's a big fan of yours. No, look, well. if I get Bob Myers on the Rosillo <laughs> show, like I'm not going to have you come by and ask him how Jerry West is doing. All right, we got Teddy Bruschi in studio. That's next. Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Electricity charge inside, energy like a lightning strike. Take one spark and I will ignite. Never stopping, I won't stand by. Now that Human Resources Director Ryan Lee has Chronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, he's really on top of his game. He even has his own hype song. I'm the best beyond belief. I got strength and got the speed. Entire workforce, complete with different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. No, nobody catching up. They're not fast or strong enough. I got that electricity charging. Take one spot in. I'm attracting and engaging the best people every step of the way. Never stopping, I won't stand by. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Never stopping, I won't stand by. All right, Brewski canceled. That's all right, though. We're fine. We love Teddy Brewski, but, you know. He's great, you know, and he really likes you a lot, too. I've noticed that. Like, when he comes in here, he's, he's I wouldn't say mix it up, but he's eager to engage. Whatever direction does you it, want to go, and he's like, yeah, let's do it. Does it surprise you or others that there's there's so many different guys that seem to get excited to come hang out with me? That was a no, way to compliment I, myself. No, but I think it's an accurate statement. I, I mean, I've worked with you now at least five, six years. I think generally people are happy to see you. You figure the NBA guys, naturally, you work with them, you see them. Okay, but Woj was dying laughing here. Yeah, I haven't seen him that animated anywhere else, <laughs> let's admit. Both on air and off air. Like, it's not like he's coming in on the phone the whole time and as soon as he's done. Like, he... He was happy to engage. He's talking. He's he hung out and like yeah. saw one of the other segments we were doing. He and we're like, for a TV only, like, which was odd. wrong, and yeah. he, he wanted to just check it out. Um, he would have stayed longer, but I think he was just worried that you were going to say something. No, <laughs> no, no. But then Brewski, Brewski's the type. Like he doesn't. He's not in a hurry to make make new friends. No, no. That's a good way of looking at it. He's polite, but he's not overly friendly. <laughs> although, thing- although Brewski and I had like we. You know how if you go on like a nice cruise mm-hmm. or you're at some, not a great club, but I remember when we used to go to Montreal all the time. They'd always have those bottle stops on the pours, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes people will do that with your friendship. We were like, yeah, you know, vodka soda. And then it's like, pink, pink. And you go, oh, okay, you guys have the stoppers. And if you ever worked anywhere that had stoppers and you bartended, it was just brutal. Right. Um. But, you know, Brewski and I were, were kicking it back and forth. And I said, yeah, you know, I go to bunch of Celtics games usually through the years. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I go, you know, if you ever need anything, let me know. And he's like, well, I can probably just call the owner straight up myself. <laughs> and then I go, well, you know, when I'm rolling through there, I come right through where you live. I was like, I'd, I'd go to a game with you or something. And it was like peak, brewski, peak, brewski, peak, brewski. And then and it was just, just it was like, 
You think I'm going to go to a Celtics game with you, buddy? Like, we, wait, you actually think we're friends? Yeah, like we give we give each other the business right. every now and then. But like, you yeah. pick me up at my house, Teddy, like socially, and then right. we sit next to each other Basically, and no, I, chat I, it up for no, two hours. I have a like, family. I have yeah, things like, want to do. I'm like, courtside I'm, family jumbotron, bro. Yeah. Like, congrats on your show. But, That's always a tough. Feeling. Yeah. So it's that like would, giving somebody a high five yeah. and they don't meet it, you go, "Oh, geez, I'm just going to go and put my hand down." Um, that's what that would feel like to me. <laughs> but that's okay because every now and then you know you're gonna be kept in check a little. You bit. get humbled a little. Do you it, get? Do you have anybody famous here that will do that to you? That kind of remind you, well, like, yeah, congrats I, on the college football. No, stuff, I remember but. one time because you know my wife's family is from San Jose, and Herm Edwards, who's now of course, oh my picture. we wish Herm the best. And I think it was me and you were here, and Herm and I said to Herm, "I'm going to be in the West Coast Bay Area." And I was like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you a shot. He's like, yeah, look me up. And as soon as he left, you're like, do you actually think he's going to return your call? And I'm like, well, I don't think I'm going to call. He's like, no, but do you think he would? And I was like, meh. And you're like, mm, I'll take You don't think Herm would have hung out with you if you called him and you were both in San Jose at the same time? I, uh, what do you think, honestly? It's not a lock. It's not you're a right. lock. You're right. It's not 100%. <laughs> exactly. It's. I don't think so. Not yeah, to but be it's rude. Herm. No, I don't think it's rude. But, I mean, hell, think about all the guys that are around here. I'm 20 minutes up the street and I don't do anything with anybody. Well, think about last night. All these people were yeah, here, right? Yeah. And I felt bad. I, I love Did Adam you go Amin. out? Well, no, I told Adam Amin. I said, give me a call after. He's like, all right. But I'm like, I got three kids. Like, it was like eight. It went off last night. Well, 830, he called. He's like, hey, we're out. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to make it, but have a good time. Okay, can you help a white guy here? <laughs> sure. What okay. do you need? Because yeah. there was a tweet that was sent out mm-hmm. last night and a picture was. Oh, with me, yes. Rash Markazi, Amin, and Anish. That's right. Because at the college football seminar, we took a picture. It was me, Nagandi, Anish, and Amin. And we needed we needed Dari to really complete the the uh, the five of us. The right. Trifecta. Okay, so another guy tweeted out, like, am I drunk? I think I see four admins. <laughs> Can a white guy hit send on that? Are we, are we getting your I, blessing was, on that? It was or? John Fisher, buddy. Well, no, I was yeah, trying to leave right. his name out of that because no, he's okay. an employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's moved on now, so it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, Fish all right. can do whatever he wants. Okay. Yeah. okay so, I think because Fish knows me, he can do it. But you, your question, I think, is accurate. If you didn't know me, could you say that comment and get away with it? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm not asking for a friend. I'm asking for us. I'm asking <laughs> for my people. Yeah. So if <laughs> I saw you yeah. and I saw you, you like standing next to a niche, I, I, like, can I say. Wow, you guys look similar, like or brothers, or you guys related. Like I can't, I don't think I can get away with that today. I don't think in today's day and age, you know me, I, I'm laid back. If you sit to me because we're friends, I don't care. But you're right. If somebody impartial that I don't know says it, it's tough to see how it's going to go these days. That's a good point. All right, I be just... careful. Be careful in hitting send. <laughs> Speaking of Herm, <laughs> subscribe right now. Thirty for Thirty podcast, the Lissa tab of the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Brought to you by Delta, making your travel experience informed. Connected and seamless. Keep climbing. Previously is us doing Rick Sutcliffe impersonations. <laughs> and apparently, man, the plane hit a dang bird. He got he got delayed. You retweeted Sutcliffe's whole delayed airport tweet. It was they hit a bird. Where, where's my laugh there? The one time I need an admin no, no, laugh. I, I, I don't want to blow the... Oh, no, I want this picture! My fear is that if you open it up, the can of worms here, well, we're going to start doing impressions again. So I'd rather leave the previously alone. Does that make sense? That was smart. That was good producing. And we have... Oh, yes, it's Thursday. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took so long. 
But I um, like that you waited. That, wait, that's what makes you good. I would have been like, oh, forget it. Just go. Wait, Thursday night. No, no, you're going to. No, I'll wait. Bubba has his, he has his hands elsewhere. I don't know how we haven't figured out how to have the collective soul yeah drop available to everybody, but Bubba's kind of in charge. So, yeah, you're right. Let's. This is Sut talking about sushi and the talent meeting yesterday and old Booney uh, right here. And Thursday night, fantasy, we're going to do our draft for that. There's a new leader in the clubhouse with Adnan Rosillo Show at CSPN Radio. I have to go to the gym and untangle my headphones while warming up on the treadmill. And I'll finally untangle them four miles later, at which point I'm going to be real tired! Oh, yeah! Motorcycles make everything exciting. And when GEICO makes it easy to switch and save on motorcycle insurance, it's even more exciting. And once I put my headphones in, I'll realize my phone's dead! Then I get to run in silence! GEICO Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Make sure you check out the Rosillo Show podcast. Subscribe. Also, my good friend Adan here, Cinephile. You're cranking along. You're going to the staying power pods. I'll admit, there's a few guys you're like, hey, so-and-so's got a new pod. And then you're like, yeah. Eh, so you thought it would be short-lived. No, not you. I know okay. your passion. Thanks, brother. Your ferocious, well, ferocity, ferociousness, Listen, whatever. You were a part of it as well. Manchester oh, I love this picture. You gave your Manchester by the Sea review. Remember you popped in one time for a cameo? That was I love fun. Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> Love the it. fact that Smallman doesn't like that movie just astounds. I don't like Smallman. <laughs> Smallman loved Fences, didn't like Manchester Fences by the Fences is terrible. Wait, okay? Fences is just two people arguing. It's, like, it's not a good movie. The guy's like every, a jerk. He's a bad husband. He's a bad dad. Right, and it was an adapted play, but I right. get it. But like Fences is one of those movies you think you're supposed to love. You're like, oh, Denzel was brilliant yeah. again. You're right. like, ah, I don't know. Just yeah, chirping with everybody for two <laughs> hours back there. He's an abusive bad yeah, guy. like. I'll watch the play next time. I watched 30 minutes of it on a plane. Like, nope. <laughs> you never got around it. And you won't watch Silence because of Chris Long. <laughs> Chris Long ruined Silence for me. He, <laughs> his review was scathing. He texts you. He goes, yeah. dude, it was awful. It was the terrible. May left early. Uh, I just know that I want to watch Silence. I want to see it. But I know no one likes it. And I know that only you like it. <laughs> I know that you're the only one that likes it, and even you wouldn't like it, but since Scorsese did it, you have to like it. And i got to tell you, too, I think that Driver kid's a bit overrated. Oh, come on. I'm Driver. Yeah, I do. This whole thing, like, I I don't – I still see the annoying, abusive, like, unstable boyfriend and girls, and now he's a Jedi Knight. That's Mm. Asteroidy. Adam Driver, solid. No, I saw him first in Girls, and it ruined it for me. Okay, but do you think he's a great actor? Do you, oh, wait, you know what? Sorry, let's defer to Cinephile here. I think he's a talented actor. I think he's great in silence. Give me a tier. Give me a tier where he's at. He's not DiCaprio. No, no, no. Level, is he Hardy? No, no, level two, level three. Like he's Rick good. Moranis. Better than Rick Moranis. By the way, are you excited for downsizing? Matt Damon movie where he gets shrunk? Within the company? No, no. It's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but like it's a modern version. You've seen the trailer for downsizing. Alexander Payne, you and I love him. Sideways, Nebraska. Oh yeah, About yeah, Schmidt. Yeah, that same right. I love Nebraska. No, Nebraska. I own Nebraska. That movie's awesome. Gonna tell you, you don't watch Nebraska a lot when you own it. Yeah. Multiple watches, no. But that's the thing is, I'd rather buy something for fifteen. Sometimes it's ten bucks yeah. than rent it for seven. And no, I'm not gonna finish it. Bruce Dern, like that last scene, the guy's driving ten miles an hour. Yeah. No, Bruce Dern's great at that. Nebraska. Okay, so uh, speaking of, we got all right. So we have to do two things here. Here's previously when Sutcliffe was talking about being at the talent meeting, and it's really just Adnan and I pretending we're Sutcliffe. Previously on the Ryan Rosillo Show.
Yes. Hey, Adnan, yeah. you grabbing some sushi? Out <laughs> yeah, no, that's what he said. Yeah, and I said, son, I'm sorry it's my son's choir tonight because we we're all going out for dinner. I think there's hey. some habanero on this one. Hey, how, how did Booney not make you his bench coach? Are you kidding me? All those years you, you carried him. You're going to be kidding me. This thing would be wild if Tito Francana were in the house. But I said this excited like he flew in from Kansas City. For the, I flew through Minnesota. It's unbelievable. I thought I'd see a bunch of people. Nobody was there. I'm the only one dumb enough to fly through Minnesota in December. I love you, buddy. I'll see you over there. I, so, I got to tell you, Skipper's taller than I thought. We got some hat in management. Now we're I, sort of just doing. I, I, I don't know if he yeah. can spin it, though. I, I'm going to have to get Skipper in the box. If you can guys spin are it. overrating Rosillo. He's got thin hips. There was some legitimacy to it, and then you, you took it to another level with the Skipper's got some height. The rest of it all happened. The Sut did not say that part of it. Does Sut hear this and like it, or does he, yeah, you know what, now you're starting to, now. No, no, yeah, no, he smiles and plays along, but he can't wait to get back on us now. Like, if he had the Rick Sutcliffe radio show, he'd spend an hour lambasting us tomorrow on his program. Speaking of, uh, I'm going to get Rosillo. You, you tell him, I'm going to get him. Cal, he, Cal, he Cal don't know angry. <laughs> Ask Cal Ripken about that. I remember one time Reed Nichols got a little mouthy. <laughs> Cal, he and, Cal, he and Cal, Ed Urack got a one-two beat. <laughs> Cal got me back in 83. Uh, he didn't forget it. I got him back in 84, 85, and 87. 86 didn't count. <laughs> uh, now give right. me Sean McDonough. Can we make, <laughs> no, no, we'll save, save it for next Thursday. Okay, I'll do okay, an entire... Okay. McDonough's unbelievable. See, but I could see McDonough. Sure I, see, I don't West. know, though. No, McDonough would like it. He's awesome. Yeah, because I'm not even making fun of McDonough. No, no, McDonough's awesome. That was the test. I couldn't right. tell if Tess thought I was... I'm not he, a balls and strike right. type person. Tim Sheeta's calling his own game, Jerry. <laughs> uh, all right. But by, by the way, yesterday, Stu stayed on. He did seven hours. Awesome. And he teased who was coming up next on Bamani's show. And Jeff... Rickard, who's worked, you know, he, he was here before I was here, and he was doing some filling, so that was nice. And Stu is incredible, because I actually think he's the worst talk show host we have, but he's my favorite. Does that make any sense? Like, the, the combo of, how the hell have you done it this long, and you're still so bad at some of the things no, that oh, you have on. to do? Like, the, formatically, Stu would get a bad grade. If there was a video game... Where you could play with Stu. Ratings, yeah, instead that of, kind of it stuff, being called it? Madden, we'd call it Tarico or something. <laughs> and then Stu's rating, like, there'd be all sorts of high things, and then it would just be general formatics 12. That's why he's the people's champion. Yeah, that's late. why everybody loves him. And he's right. actually, I think I like him. Oh, I definitely liked him more than me. Yeah. And I'm doing the job. Here was his tease yesterday with Jeff Ricker coming up next. Who's filling in for Bomani next? I don't even know. Is it Jeff Ricard and John Hood? Is that is that who's filling in? Who's filling in for Bomani next? I don't even know. Is it Jeff Ricard and John Hood? Is that is that who's filling in? You have no idea how many people that work here laugh their heads off. All right, oh. music. Let's go Thursday Night Fantasy. We did this because the games were bad. We reward points for picks, fumbles, and poor coaching decisions and missed kicks. Uh, who goes first? We get a fly. We get a minute. I go first. I'm in last with four points. Go. Uh, I'm going to take Trevor Simeon. Smart. Uh, Adnan, you're up next. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Smart. I'm going to take Pagano. Yes. I like that pick. So all I need is a bad challenge, poor use of clock. Keep firing. I'll take McManus. I'll take Vinatieri. Uh, 
that's pretty much it. You take the kickers, the coaches, the QBs. Um, so nobody's – wait a minute. Brissett's gone, right? Yeah, I took no, Brissett. I've got that too. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, give me Vance on the other side. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and corner the coaching market. <laughs> you went two coaches. Yeah. That's awful. It's terrible. I'm letting you guys get back in. I'm going to take C.J. Anderson. C.J., okay. Uh, Devontae Booker? Sure. Okay. Give me Gore. Good. All right. There you go. Fumbles, picks, missed kicks. If you win, this is unbelievable. No one's ever done what I just did. <laughs> You're picking coaches. Like, that's awful. Thanks, Adnan. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Hope you had a blast today. We did. Vilma, tomorrow. And Wilfork. And Boozer. Prince. And Ricard.